This is Preambling, where we turn our useless banter into a whole show so we can cut the fat from our normal episode. In this episode, we talk about that jerk Matt Walsh talking about evil things like reality, the spoils of winsomeness at the Super Bowl, how that crazy Putin tricked the U.S. into attacking his pipeline, and the hero we need and deserve. But now, let's get to the show. Hello, grace and peace. We're taking anarchy to church here on the Anarchist Bible Study. I'm Josh, a.k.a. Iowa and Cap. And I'm Jeff Park, a.k.a. a Jesus needing theocrat. Yes, you are. Even better the second time. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I uh, already started and we're already boomerang. But you know what? Um. What 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 matters isn't how we start; it's how we finish, right? I choose to believe that. Um. Yeah. So we welcome because, because the outros are something we've always done so well on this show. No, we nail those. We <laughs> no, nail those. No, no stumbling, no difficulties <laughs> there at all. No notes, flawless. <laughs> uh, welcome to preambling. We are uh we looking at what's going on in the world, and we've got an embarrassment of riches today. Like uh. Too almost, I could you could argue too much going on. Uh, and and oh, we got a we got a uh, an aka from our chat distractor. Welcome to the chat. I'll be your distractor, Patrick. Aka, is it too late to ask about leftist revival? <laughs> to ask about is it too leftist... late to ask what a leftist revival even is? I'm guessing. Oh, is, yeah, yeah, is is what he was intending to type there. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're very much not going to talk about Asbury. Um, very much as <laughs> but just just guess it looks like a leftist revival i don't know anything about what's going on it does not affect me it does not affect my church if it starts to i'll start to care but I- literally just has nothing to do with my ministry. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're not talking about that. Um, instead, we're, we're going to talk talking. about other things. <laughs> other so petty we're, so we're Twitter not, squabbles. We're, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about how uh, China admitted to interfering in uh, Canadian elections. And Trudeau is mad that it leaked. Um, uh, we're... We're probably not talking about the Rouleau inquiry on uh, the use of the Emergencies Act, but we will probably come back to that one next week. Um, uh, we, not so talking we, about we, how it turns out Cambridge Analytica was a Israeli spy company. Not talking about uh, that. One hundred percent not talking about that. Um, yeah. So, uh, so just completely there. There we a real embarrassment of riches for sure. Um, yeah, many, many, and of course, we're not talking about in this preamble. Most importantly, we're still not talking about Trump and, uh, we're still not talking about Trump. <laughs> but what we also, are talking about is, uh, that meanie, that big old meanie jerk, Matt Walsh. Yeah. He's once again, asking really mean questions. Like, uh, instead of asking, what is a woman? He's asking, are not women who are acting like women really pretty? 
And uh, I don't think he actually said that, by the way. But that's how, you know, every, basically he's a big, big meanie jerk because he doesn't think that she's gorgeous. He, she is gorgeous. And, uh, you know, I, I, this is what I, okay. I have been out there defending him like crazy. And by the way, defending Matt Walsh is not my favorite thing to do. I get that no. same gross, uh, taste in my mouth as when I, you know, like eat, uh, salad, but, but. <laughs> but like eating a salad sometimes it's good for me and so we are going to to talk about uh what he said and this is the clip that's been going around i'm sure you've all seen it we've all seen it um but we're gonna we're gonna take a look at this clip uh and and uh the volume is oh, i gotta make sure it's unmuted it is unmuted um and now we're going to uh Listen to the clip and let's let's see if it's as some uh libertarian ethos uh sorry libertarian women uh have Thought said leaders. what's that? Thought leaders, we will not clarify how that's spelled. <laughs> Thought leaders uh <laughs> that have said that this is just the most terrible unloving thing you could have ever said. Let's see if that's let's 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 analyze it and see if it's true. Dylan if that is the most attractive you will ever look, then I don't even want to imagine what you'll look like when you're at your ugliest. You do not pass as, a, as an attractive woman or as a woman at all. Uh, even with 50 pounds of makeup and plastic surgery and clever lighting tricks, even then you still cannot escape what you really are and what you will always be. You have successfully shed whatever parts of you were masculine, perhaps, at least on the surface, nobody would ever describe you as masculine or manly, so you've got that going, but your femininity quotient has not increased at a rate commensurate with the loss of your masculinity. Um, you may not be masculine, but you also aren't feminine. Instead, you are, you are weird and artificial. You are manufactured and lifeless. You are unearthly and eerie. You are like some kind of human deep fake. That's what you are. You are a man deprived of all the best qualities of men, but without any of the best qualities of women. Even your personality is contrived. Everything about you is fake. Nothing about you rings true. Nobody buys the act. You'll never be accepted as a woman by anyone. Never by anyone. Even the people who pretend to accept you as a woman are only pretending because they're afraid of being lectured if they don't or because they want to use you as a platform to virtue signal. But everyone who looks at you will see something pitiable and bizarre, something utterly unfeminine in every way. You will never be able to actually have the identity that you're trying to appropriate, nor will you ever be able to fully escape the identity that you're fleeing. The best you can hope for is some kind of limbo, the worst of all worlds. And yet, even in that limbo state, you will still be a man. Just not one that any of us can respect or take seriously. But other than that, champ, you're doing great. <laughs> so, um, no, now, now, to so because I remembered the end of this better than the beginning, I forgot he actually did say something about not looking like an attractive woman at the at at the beginning. So I, I'll retract that half-hearted. Um, but <laughs> uh, here's the deal, y'all. It's only mean. It's not true. 
Like it, it's only mean if he's saying these things. Like this is the if he if he's if he's saying these things that they're not true. Like like he is speaking facts that frankly this the people in the T craze need to hear. Is that what you're what you're creating isn't actually something that's more feminine. In fact, the, 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 the deep, sad irony is that they're doing more to parody gender roles uh, than any, uh, you know, sitcom of, the, of, of yesteryear ever could. Is they're, they're making a joke out of femininity. And, and, and this is the thing. Like, what, what, what he's saying is really very much what he... he needs to hear is that I, I, I actually really like the way he says that that like your femininity quotient has not gone up your masculinity quotient has gone down but you haven't actually become more feminine you've just become something more grotesque and i think i'm sorry but y'all need to hear this like you don't look pretty you don't look beautiful the only people who say that are lying to you because they're afraid of being caught admitting what they actually believe, which is that you don't, that they, they know it. We, it, this is, this is like the same thing that we have with, I'm sorry, with like the body positivity movement where we all have to pretend that a person who is grotesquely obese, um, is you're beautiful. Yeah. Because we have to say that. Because if you don't say that, you'll be mocked out of polite society. And for those who are still trying to live in polite society, that's a problem. And ultimately, this is the problem. And this is like, okay, maybe we have more to say about Matt Walsh. And I'm not going to cut you off. You can go back to it. But like, this is why when I see these Lulbert thought leaders females saying these things this is really the issue is once again the problem is you can't fight the establishment if you're so desperate to be one of them you know and 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 that's what's going on that's that's what's going on with the based podcast is that they want to be liked by the left and 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 i get and then, and it's not working. No, I, I'm not trying not. to transition too quickly to our second story, but as we're going to see, it's not working. There, there weren't just like, just like how Dylan is not actually becoming more feminine. We are not actually becoming more attractive to the left. We're right. just becoming more grotesquely disgusting per libertarianism. And this is why you saw me tweet recently. I said, I reject godless libertarianism uh, in all its forms. And then I, I, I quickly followed it up and I said, by the way, this isn't a new position. This isn't me stating something new. This has always been my position. Hear this more as a declaration of war. Like, I've always hated it. I've always been against it. And now I'm, I'm ready to do something about it is really what, where I'm at now. And, 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 and maybe at some point, 
before we move off, I'll, I'll define what I mean by godless libertarianism, but I want to let, I want to let you, you, you know, I've, I've taken over the Jeff role of this show of, of doing the monologue. And so I want to, I want to throw back to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, long before it was my role, it was your role on, uh, <laughs> on, uh, on the, uh, the, uh, Especially on the on the dearly beloved uh, Flyover Libertarian yes. podcast, rest in peace. Um, it will rise from the grave one day. It will. <laughs> My understanding is that there is a recorded episode that could <laughs> rise from the day. In theory, in theory. Um, yep. Um, but um, oh boy. Um, yeah, we go on. <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to bring that up in this context but anyway um, it hurts too much keep going <laughs> um, so um uh uh but yes um so I, I i don't know if you if you caught it my um uh my aka was in reference to her follow-up tweet um, where uh, she said, Walsh might be a theocrat, but ironically, he seems to need Jesus more than most people I come across on this app. Which, that to me was the most offensive part. So, so I mean, it's, it's almost just more hilarious when he says, everyone who pretends that they think you're beautiful or they think you look like a woman or they, they is, they're um they're just uh afraid of the repercussions or or their uh uh or their virtue signaling You're, they're using you to virtue signal and then faithfully based politics comes along to use him to virtue signal um but it, so so that's that's offensive enough but to invoke Jesus as being on your side on this one, when Jesus rather clearly said um, that from the beginning it was not so, that that uh, um, that for this reason uh, a man will leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. That, um, and, uh, and, uh, and he, and he says that, that the entire Old Covenant scriptures are God's speech. That he says, he says, uh, have you not read what was spoken to you by God when Moses said, <laughs> uh, I'm not the God of the dead, but or, or, sorry, uh, I am through Moses. God said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And he says he's not the God of the dead, but of the living. Um, and and so. So he's expecting, Jesus is expecting every jot and tittle of the word of the of the Old Testament to, to not pass away, but to be fulfilled. So even if he didn't 
even if he didn't reaffirm the Old Covenant Scriptures on this point, his view of the Old Covenant Scriptures would be enough. Um, but he did reaffirm <laughs> uh, what the Old Covenant Scriptures say on this point. And by the way, maybe even more relevantly, said, if anyone causes one of these little ones to stumble, it would be better for that person to have a millstone tied around their neck and be cast into the sea. So, yes, based on Jesus's own words, it is loving to tell Dylan to stop it already before you cause one of these little ones to stumble. Yeah. Because it's better for one of these people. It would be better for a millstone to be tied around their neck and be cast into the sea. In other words, Jesus is saying it, it would be nicer of you to, to translate a little. It would be nicer of you not calling for anyone to do this, but he's saying, relatively speaking, it would be nicer of you to tie a millstone around the neck of a person who would lead these little ones astray and cast them into the sea than it would be to let them keep doing it without correction. Because the punishment they will receive for this will be worse. So it is absolutely more loving to try to stop them. More loving to them, not to mention the little ones they may harm. Absolutely. And and uh I think this is the you know, I'm I I uh we're gonna come back to talking about the whole thing about of reaching out to the left. But of course, you know, the irony of course is that none of this works. None of this works. Like it, like like we said, it doesn't work. The left isn't becoming more libertarian by us becoming by the libertarians becoming more leftist. And it's just I'm I'm we're about to talk about a we're we're also going to talk about a subject that I saw on antiwar.com, but I I want to throw something out there to the anti-war libertarian community because I, I thought you might be going here. <laughs> I I got to say something. Because I'm like, why is it that every time you guys, I love you I, I watch Okay, um, conflicts of interest, anti-war news, uh, Scott Horton show. Love you guys, big fans. I mean, I wouldn't keep watching your show day after day the way I do. But man, why is it that you have to give twenty different, uh, twenty different qualifications before agreeing with someone on the right who's saying something right about war? But when you quote someone on the left against war, that's just that just goes without saying that we don't agree with their leftist views. Does it? Does it go without saying? Because it's I'm sorry, like, it's just if you're going to qualify your disagreement with the right and say, well, you know, I just I just agree with what they're saying on war. We know. Like, we all know. But the better question is why do you have to why do you have to do that? 
They, it's like they have this hope that we're going to convince the, the lefties to join our side. But I'm sorry. Every time Caitlin Johnstone decides to go after... Uh, go on her rants about capitalism, she shows she's not getting any closer to us. We may still appreciate her on, on the matters of war and peace. That's great. And on the matters of propaganda. But you know what? She's not getting any closer to us. And so all of your qualifications are doing nothing to, to draw the left to us. You know who is being drawn to us? The right. They are actually being drawn to us. Like it's not a, it's not a, it's not a coincidence that the Ron Paul who went out and argued on constitutional grounds is actually getting right wingers to consider the anti-war non-interventionist position. Like they're coming our direction because they're seeing more and more of the things that we used to make arguments to, or, to them for of saying like, hey, you know what's even uh, more beautiful than seeing that picture of, the, of, uh, of a father coming home from war? The father who never had to leave to go to war. The father who never came back in a coffin in these unnecessary wars. Like, like these are, this is better for the family and, and all the free market stuff you like anti being anti-war is better for that because man, you, you want to get rid of the welfare Queens, look for the ones in the military industrial complex and look for them in certain nations that we may be giving billions of dollars to right now. You know, like maybe those are the places where your free market is being undermined and, and, and it's, and, and these arguments are winning. And then we see people like, like Matt Gates coming our direction who has been the freaking best on the Ukraine issue. He has been the best. And we're seeing Marjorie Taylor green come to our. And so, but then, even like I read this one blog post on antiwar.com, which like most of it is just like talking about the great things that he's saying and the great way he's been great on it. And then the, in the last paragraph, it's like they couldn't help themselves. In the last paragraph, they say, I don't have to like Matt Gates to say that he's doing all the, like, why did you have to say that? Like, we get it. We know. <laughs> We know that you think his economic protectionism is not great. We know that you're on the other side of the immigration issue than he is. Whether you should be or not is a whole other issue. But we get it. We know. Like, you're not surprising us. I'd be like, like, we're all just going to be like, oh my gosh, does, is, is, is Scott Horton now a, a right-wing Republican? Like, no one's going to be confused about that. And so we know what the signaling is. It's signaling left. And... And uselessly, because it's not working. Right. <laughs> it's not. It's not working. And but it is working on the right. And so this is where Tho Bishop and Lou Rockwell and Murray Rothbard and Hans Hermann Hoppe are absolutely right. We actually have a chance by going after the right. If we don't keep putting forward based people like we do. Yeah. The very first time I heard of fusionism, I was like, oh, isn't that just obvious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> I, I was so confused. 
I was almost more confused. Like, what is it? That implies there's another position. Like, how could there be? <laughs> like, <laughs> like we, explain to me the non-fusionist position here. Um, it is like it, it was just so obvious to me. Like that, if we have any hope of success, it's yeah. it's through alliance of a "Don't leave me alone" caucus. Uh, don't be sorry of a "Leave me alone" caucus. Um, uh, so yeah, and and so yeah, I agree. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like to me like treating Matt Gates as if he's radioactive makes it any less likely that he will be literally so. Uh, like, I don't see, I don't see what they're what they're winning there, and maybe maybe it is just that the left are such babies that they just wouldn't be able to hear the ideas if but but if so then they're not going to stick around anyway like they didn't when obama was the drone king of the universe like exactly if they're such babies that they can't handle uh, any sense of of someone who is not one of them, then why are we trying to form coalitions with them? Right. If they're really right, so right. bad that they can't handle a little bit of praise of a Republican, then why are we bother forming? Why do we bother forming a coalition with them? Right. The and even I like, really thought. The truth is the best of the left, the best of the left is actually doing better than libertarians on this. Then like, like this is why you get like Jordan Peterson go and Ben Shapiro going on, um, Bill Maher's show. And he's not like loading up a ver like a, a, a whole heavy load of, of, of course, like we all know he disagrees with them on economics and on social policy and like, but he just, he's like, you guys are doing the, the work of going against the woke. And we, and this is more important right now. Like they're doing it. Jimmy Dore is doing it. Like these, the, the, the best yeah. leftists are doing this already. So, so if those are the ones that we're going after, then let's just, then we don't have to do the qualification. They're not. So why do we have to do it? <laughs> right. <sighs> right. And. Um, and by the way, like just from observing these guys, no matter how leftist you are, um, the other leftists are going to call you a rightist by being slightly sane on anything for long enough anyway. So yeah, and we'll come back to that in a second. So, um, <laughs> but before we get, uh, before we do yeah. go to that though, um, I want to define my terms here. I said that I'm declaring war on godless libertarianism. Oh, I mean it. I, I'll just, okay. This, I didn't know this was going to be the main or a main point. I just want to get in that. I thought 
when it went back to being a Republican president dropping oh, yeah. the bombs, that the left would go back to being anti-war and the right would go back to being pro-war again, just like it it flipped when Obama was the one dropping the bombs. And I just thought, uh, and 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 I th- I thought maybe even things would stick to where the right goes even more pro-war than the left can go when it's their guy dropping the bombs, you know? But that's not what happened. No. That's not what happened. Is um, the the most frequent times Trump got hit from let's say the even more Trumpy side of things because because being hit from the right like that was exceedingly common <laughs> but, but the but the most common times trump was getting hit by people His saying people. that trump wasn't trumpy enough was of course you didn't build the wall okay but then it was why are you still dropping all these bombs why are we still in all these countries why did you say we we're gonna bring them home yeah 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 that was that was the second most. I think I think the the wall was the the biggest, but that was the second biggest reason why. Operation uh, warp speed, too. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. That was at the end, though. I wasn't even really sure. thinking about that. Yeah, uh, just because. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, uh, but those three things, so, yeah. Yeah, it was really just those. It's really just those two things. Those are really the only, like, extra Trumpy. Not not like, not like a, oh, Evan McMullen attacked Donald Trump again. Surprise! But yeah. I, but I'm like CIA from, egg McMuffin <laughs> from from the Trump wing of the Trump base. Those were the attacks I, uh, I heard most frequently, and 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 one of them was. Why? Why? Why are we in Yemen? Like, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, and uh, and yeah, things. Um, and then and then, by the way, Joe Biden finished a job, pulled out of that. I mean, finished a job. Did he? Whatever. He 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 was around for a job, appearing to finish for an hour or so um <laughs> b- between before. nap times yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i i just i just mean that the afghanistan withdrawal went so terribly but yeah, but yeah, yes yeah. uh but um but uh so he but he he finishes the afghanistan withdrawal in a manner of speaking um and um and that doesn't help anti-war sentiment on the left even so it's just i i mean and and, in fact i mean who are the ones going most world war three or bust right now and we'll i know we're getting more of that but (laughs) the the most world war three or bust are the most left-wing people um and so so yeah whatever whatever we're doing is clearly not working is is yeah. the only point i'm trying to make here <laughs> yeah absolutely 
Um, sorry. Um, yeah, no, totally agree. Absolutely. You are a hundred percent right. Um, uh, but okay. yeah, you were transitioning. <laughs> we're gonna I, well, I'm, well i'm transitioning before i back trans backtrack <laughs> but uh, i wanted to find okay. my terms a little bit here because when i say godless libertarians oh right um i i know that some people and and i'm i'm not overly worried about offending unbelievers um just because they for more on that keep listening for a few minutes be offended um, <laughs> um but uh because as as the great matt gates would say be offended. Um, but I do want to say like there, there is, there is a kind of unbelieving libertarian that I don't mean by the label of godless libertarian. Like, and, and so, and I, and really I'm, well, I'm obviously I'm, Rothbard and Hoppe would be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean like something like when, when um, William Wolf was called, uh, someone called him out and said, on his Christian nationalism and saying, we don't want to set up a theocracy. And he responded, you're right. That's not what we're talking about. He says, by Christian nationalism, we don't mean forced conversions. We don't mean, uh, you know, forcing people to, you know, forcing church attendance, things like that. Like, we don't mean that. What we mean is, you know, essentially what we've talked about in the past. Uh, everyone pray for Jeff as he tries to fix his camera. Um, but what we mean is, is what we've talked about of a natural law in, in I, AKA 10 commandments based, uh, uh, political order. And so, so by Christian nationalism, he means the nation being reigned over by Christ in the way Christ right. reigns over nations, which is by drawing them to the natural law. And so, and the natural law as proclaimed in scriptures in the Ten Commandments. And so like that um, makes a set that, that actually makes a lot of sense, you know? And so when I say godless libertarians, I mean really something like what, uh, what Joe Rigney and company are calling the negative world. Mm. I'm not saying there's the people that, you right. know, that there's like in every, in, in the positive world, they still hated true Christians. You know, that's right. one of the things they talk about. The true believers were still hated, but it's just, they affirmed that Christian morality was still correct. AKA they affirmed reality. And, and the problem is we live in a world that rejects reality and libertarians especially so and so when they're when i say godless yeah. libertarians i mean something like negative world libertarians who are not on and, and and also i want to bring into a type of libertarian that is very much pa part of this the god-hating libertarian like you can just say like like hoppa's an, an agnostic uh rothbard was also i believe agnostic um like I'm not, you know, and, and there's plenty of but in both places in the movements that I'm, I, I have some disagreement on the gospel over. Like I'm, I'm not going scorched earth on everyone. Who's not a reformed libertarian here by saying that or, or a Protestant libertarian. I'm saying that the approach that attempts to throw off natural 
law in libertarianism, including natural order, including reality, such as PPs going VVs. Try to keep this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like this is the funny. I mean, the terrifying thing is that this is the, the this is the thing is that Christians get offended by this. Um, using technical terms like like this is the problem is that I I might use the word penis and vagina on a on a on a podcast and that's what will offend them instead of you know, but uh, <laughs> that's a whole other thing, but but things like that of reality of saying that that there are two genders there's a gender binary and that's what we mean by monogamy is that the gender binary lines up. That there's, you could even say, an interlocking of the bodies that is natural. That there's a, a life-producing quality to this gender binary. Like, affirming reality. Like, like there's even certain people who are like, I don't know, that's going too far for you. But, but I'm just tired of libertarians who, 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 who deny reality and who um, reject God and, and his law and then think we're going to be able to accomplish a natural ordered liberty out of that. We think that out of this, we're going to be able to find an ordered liberty by rejecting reality. There's a reason why the people who are most... There's a reason why the people at the head of the LGBTQA whatever blah 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 movement there's a reason why they all want big government. And there's a reason why they're not running to the Libertarian Party, the people who are part of this movement. Oh, but we want them to be free to marry whoever they want to and to do whatever they want in their bedroom. Yeah, and yet they still keep going to the one that's going to give them socialism in addition. It's almost like chaos favors the left. And favors the bigger government, the expansion of state power. You're not going to have ordered liberty as long as you reject what God's ordering of this world. And so, yeah, if you're not quite sure, if you're a little agnostic on this, but you're like, no, the Christian, uh, the Christian uh, morality, <laughs> Christian law. I'm, I'm trying really hard not to look at it. Uh, but if if you can't, if you can't. If you if you aren't sure about the God thing, but you're like, yeah, it's clear that what they say is natural law is reality, then I'm okay with you. Um, right. You know, I, I'll pray for your soul. I'll pray that God will transform your, give you a heart of flesh out of your heart of stone. But that's not who I'm declaring war on. I am, but I am done with the based people who are arguing that. A man can be a woman, a woman can be a man, and that reality is nothing and meaningless. And I'm done with you. I'm done with a whole lot of you. And I hate you even more than I hate the leftists, because at least I know they're my enemy. You, you're pretending to be my friend. This is this is the this is the stab you in the back, people, and I'm tired of it. I'm not done I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Yeah. So Well, right. And both um <laughs> Both, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeff goes behind my back to the chat and says, Iowa cap isn't going scorched earth because he believes it was already scorched in 70 AD. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> Show me the lie. Uh, <laughs> well done. <laughs> but uh uh i I was waiting for that shoe to finally drop um (laughs) but uh um i uh oh yes i i was um i was just saying that um both both rothbard and hoppe and i can't i i i can't speak to everybody else were at least honest enough to recognize that Christianity and, and for both of them in particular, the Catholic church, I think just because they're looking at it historically and confusing the Catholic church with (laughs) just Christianity. Um, But, um, or with the small C truly Catholic church. Um, but uh yeah it is they they both recognize that uh christianity has been the greatest force for liberty that that a christian worldview is um obviously they don't think it's necessary to come to their views because they came to them but <laughs> but is amenable to their views at the very least and they and they both have significant respect for christianity and certainly for the natural law tradition um people are surprised at what a thomist rothbard is (laughs) um like um anyway that's um and i i I don't think that's accidental i think it's i think it's because they they are not constructing a worldview hostile to christianity and they're able to come to these views Mm -hmm. that that they understand christianity is a natural ally to um so yes, I'm deeply concerned about a Southern Baptist pastor's daughter who rejects all of that um, in favor of in favor of yeah this godless libertarianism. Um, that really no one is asking for outside of DC. I'm using DC in in the the whore of Babylon sense, not <laughs> not a um, not literally saying no one outside DC believes this. Um, but outside that kind of thinking, that um, that kind of what we've called beltway libertarianism, um, and by that I mean neither the other any other kind of libertarianism or 
the left wants it. You're um you're not making leftism better you're just making libertarianism worse yep yep absolutely it and, and it's a it's a it's a massive failure because it actually does not um accomplish anything and um if it's true for libertarianism it goes doubly true for christianity because of course, we're, last week we did not record uh, after the big game because I had a big weekend. Um, um, but I wouldn't have noticed this anyway because I was not watching the Super Bowl. It's funny. I, I made a tweet where I was like, I went from being one of those sports ball, I don't care about sports, uh, so I don't watch the Super Bowl. I, I only watch the Super Bowl for the ads <clears throat> and the halftime show. I went from that to. I'm not overly bothered by football. I actually don't mind watching it, but I can't watch the Super Bowl because of the ads in this halftime. <laughs> like I've gone from that the one to the other. We're like really the reason why I like I actually like my my youth group would host a Super Bowl party and um praise the Lord the winter retreat that we go on has been on Super Bowl party nights the last couple of years so that I don't have to do that anymore. Because I've just, I like, honestly, there's so much, so many lies in the Super Bowl and so much degeneracy in the halftime, so many lies in the ads and degeneracy in the halftime show that I'm just like, there's nothing oh. positive to do with my, you with know, my youth group. You know where it's going to be next year? Where? Las Vegas. Yeah. So... Expected to get worse. Yep. But anyway, um, but but then I was told there was going to be one ad that was going to be run that was going to represent us as Christians hmm. because uh, because the He Gets Us campaign was going to get an ad at the Super Bowl. Now, Jeff, of course, He Gets Us. Uh, that's that's a Christian. It's about raising Jesus high, right? Like what, what can we, what can we want better than that? Right. Aren't they, isn't this just a great organization that we should all just applaud? Uh, we, we should so please clap this Jeb Bush energy of that. He gets us campaign. Uh, it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the, everything about the he gets us campaign is it just uh it just exudes boomers saying this will get the kids back at church energy <laughs> like that's everything about this campaign is is <laughs> boomers being like i think this will be really hip with the kids <laughs> remember when remember when jeb bush tried on a hoodie that's the get this campaign. Yes, exactly. No, but like this is this is repackaged leftism. He he gets this campaign is repackaged leftism, and it's it's this but this but it's this winsomeness campaign. We're like, no, if we if we just give them enough gestures in the direction, like you know that Jesus was a was a refugee. First of all, no. Uh, you know that like we if we could just do this kind of thing. Like, you know, he understands you and, and that's, and if we do, if we speak in a, in a winsome, convincing, compassionate way that we're going to get the left to love us and they're going to give Jesus a chance. 
And this is what we, and we have constantly have been responding saying, absolutely not. They're not going to do it. It's not going to work. It's absolutely not going to work. But of course we've never had a test case really where we could compare what we say is going to happen to what they say is going to happen until now. (laughs) We finally have it. We have a test case. And I've never seen a He Gets Us ad because Canada. Um, I've never seen a He Gets Us ad because I don't watch television. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Oh, and I guess I could, in theory, catch a He Gets Us ad when I'm watching American politics. Like when I was watching the City Union, maybe I could have caught a He Gets Us ad, but they didn't run one in the City Union. They ran one in the Super Bowl. And in the Super Bowl, Canadian advertisers see their chance <laughs> and they don't sure. let the American ads come across the border for the oh, Super Bowl, wow. even though we do get American ads when we're watching American channels other times of the year. Um, so uh, um, anyway, but uh, so, and yes, of course they, it's, it's not just the free market. Of course they use the government. The, yeah. The, uh, the CRTC to to do that. Uh, yeah. For 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 those who are familiar. Anyway, um, so so I haven't seen it. He gets us at, but I do listen to the Restless podcast, <laughs> and so I am familiar with how some of these work. And like one of them, one of them was uh, um, uh, one of them was like. Uh, painting Jesus and the disciples like they were some kind of biker gang or something. Um, and um, uh, and 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 being like, yeah, people also uh, people were also afraid of these rebels, these outlaws, the early Christians. It's like, wait a second. Not because they like had neck tattoos, right? Like it was, it was not because because they they were engaging in sinful behavior. Right. (laughs) Right. Not because they they looked like they were going to torture your neighborhood. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And, And also like, you know, the, not just the advertisements for He Gets Us, but also the organization itself. Like, it has, it runs apparently this chat line, and some people have tested the chat line by going to, by, by interacting with it and screenshotting the conversations. And they have, by and large, given the most unbiblical responses to people saying that they, they struggle with, because it's supposed to be about gender issues and sexual morality issues, you know, need I say more? Probably not. Cause then we'll get kicked off YouTube, but, um, but they've given the most unbiblical answers and pointed people in the direction of the worst organizations to help them. And like, they're like, and this is what this, the Southern Baptist convention is, is putting all the eggs in the basket of like, this is just, it's just awful. But of course, the whole point, again, the whole point is if we can be winsome enough, if we can just 
show, you know, if we can just be kind enough to the left, they're going to see us and give him a chance. And that's what we got, right? Oh, no. Well, actually, what we got was this. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeting, something tells me Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. And so, of course, I had to quote tweet that and say, if we're, more, if we're just more winsome, the left will love and accept us. The left's response to our winsomeness. Like, this is such a perfect... Uh, this, this is literally exactly what we said would happen. And there's, there's more like here, uh, let's go over here. Um, winsomeness wins again. Sawyer Hackett says with the money that he gets us, people spent on their right wing Jesus ads, they could permanently house 1,563 people experiencing homelessness. And then here we go. Okay. Then note. And then what is it? Uh, someone retweeted that and said, note to the he gets us folks. You are now deplorable redneck flyover MAGA right wingers. Congrats and welcome to the club. Because there was never going to be any distinguishing, no matter how hard you try. Again, it's the same exact thing that you said about libertarianism, but about Christianity. They're not making leftists Christian. They're just making Christians leftist. You're not getting any more people in the door. You're just making your people more confused. And this is why, you know, everybody's like, why? What's well, not a big deal? Why are, you, why are you making a big deal out of it? Because they are making people confused. You are confusing the flock. Confusing the sheep. You're not getting more sheep into the pasture. You're confusing the ones who are there because you're telling them that the, the fence is not a fence or that the fence is just a suggestion or that, or you're taking down the fence, but you're expecting them to still not cross it. And they're just, it's just confusing people and you're not getting anyone. And uh, I really liked what, what uh, Mac at Kenzie tough, um, by the way, she's phenomenal on Twitter. If you don't follow her, she's, she's got a, she's uh just got back. Um, uh, she took kind of a maternity leave from Twitter and she's back and better than ever, but she's, uh, she, she also talks about this organization. He gets us is painted as a fascist far right ad campaign. Meanwhile, their messages and websites say Jesus was a refugee. Jesus would want us to stand for marginalized people. They provide a safe place and they come from diverse backgrounds. In the discourse about this ad camp, if the, if the discourse about this ad campaign teaches you anything, it should be that no matter how tolerant or compassionate of a Christian you are, you are considered evil. You are considered the enemy. Proceed accordingly. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Like this, this is why this was always going to fail was always going to fail. Like you can't all of the most successful preachers in, in, in history, all of them, the ones who find, who have um, widespread conversions following, what do they do? Do they get up in the pulpit and this and speak sweetly to you? Just try to, just and maybe they well up in tears a little bit here and there. No. 
the most successful preachers in history are have always been the ones that rage from the pulpit, that roar, that shout, that will warn with full with their full throat that if you do not repent, you likewise will perish. Like that's what they do. That's what's successful. What, what, what ties these first two stories together is the people who have been successful in reaching out to the left have never been the ones who, who coddle the left. It's people like Ron Paul who doubled down. Who didn't who 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 didn't play the stupid uh the stupid virtue signal to the left. He didn't play the stupid signal left thing. He just was hardcore. And he was what he was, which is a conservative Christian libertarian. And people respected him for it. And it had the smell of truth. And that's the thing about he he gets us is that everyone can smell a rat, the left and right alike in this campaign. We all know this is fake. This is this is absolutely fake. This is not authentic. This is not real Christianity. And the most successful Christians reaching out to the left have always been the ones who will not compromise on the truth of it. And they resp- and they're respected for it. And I'm just, it's just, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. More... It, it, I mean, I don't have much to say that we didn't already spend an entire evangelical downgrade uh <laughs> series saying um is uh, that even if even if it were the most effective way to reach people it would still be wrong and yet it doesn't work so it just has no redeeming value whatsoever to the point that you do wonder how much of this is even genuinely intended to win people over and how much of it is infiltration never forget rick warren was at davos mm-hmm. never forget rick warren was at davos Yeah. So. Mm. Yep. I certainly will never forget it. I will remind you every chance I get. Uh, we got one more thing. Who might actually be able to do something about it yeah. when you can. Yeah. 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 You know, that's what I should do. Every time she notices me when I t- at tweet her and she likes my tweet, I should then be like, oh, while you're here, tell us what Rick Ward was doing at Davos. We need to know. We need to know. Um, but yes, uh, <clears throat> you'll remember 
uh, this past, uh, was it in the summer? Was it the summer or in the fall? I forget when it was uh, that it happened. Um, but there was a terrible accident in the uh, in oh in, yes in in the in the um, Mediterranean Sea. Right, Mediterranean. I'm I'm terrible at geography. Um, uh, you mean Baltic. American Baltic? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, because I'm an American. Um, but yeah, oh yeah. Um, but something happened. There was an explosion in the Nord Two pipeline, and suddenly, so much, uh, so much natural gas started spilling into the atmosphere. This great ecological disaster. It was an economic disaster because this 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 gas was so desperately needed for the oncoming winter. And, um, and of course, everyone assured us there's really only one explanation for why, for why this happened. This happened because Putin blew up his own pipeline, right? It had to it, be, it, it had to be, it's the only logical a logical explanation is that what Putin did in the face of oncoming sanctions that was going to make it, make it so hard for him to make money for his country by selling gas and by selling oil that the most logical thing for him to do at that point would be to blow up his own pipeline. It only makes sense. It makes sense. The only thing that makes sense is that when you have one of your major industries is exporting natural gas. The only thing that makes sense to you, for you to do when you want to threaten the world is cut yourself off from your major industry in order that, to just yeah. show the world that you're crazy, man. I'm just, that was the explanation, right? That the best explanation that right. was like, he's saying, if I'm willing to do this to my own pipeline, think what I can do to you, right? That's, yeah. that's just the only logical explanation. I, I learned this from the hunt, of, hunt for Red October. It's the, the crazy Ivan, I think it's called. Right. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. A very common Russian maneuver. And, and of course, this is what everyone said. It had to be. It was Russia. It had to be Russia. It had to be Russia. It had to be Russia. And um, But meanwhile... Those of us in the uh, the crazy conspiracy camp just pointed out, hey, you know, there's a couple high placed uh, uh, United States officials saying things like, we're gonna get rid of the Nord Stream pipeline, or we're going to, uh, it, it'll be, it's gonna be taken care of, uh, and we're all like, oh, it seems like the Nord Stream pipeline got taken care of. <clears throat> just like they said they would. And it happened when uh, on the condition they said they would do it on if he invaded Ukraine. But of course, we were crazy conspiracy theorists. There's no possible way. That's actually true. And then along comes the heroic Seymour Hirsch. And he writes this article on his substack, Seymourhirsch.substack.com. Uh, and we're not going to read the whole thing because it's extensive. 
and it's entitled How America Took Out the Nord Stream Pipeline. And and basically he does the he does the research. He's got a few uh unnamed sources. And you always want to be a little bit, you know, a, a little bit cautious about unnamed sources, obviously. But he <laughs> uh he comes up with a pretty good explanation for what happened. You see, they were running military drills around there. And of course, as everyone knows, everyone knows, when they do military drills, it's really just cover to do some military operation. Uh, and that's what they did. In the middle of these military drills, they sent some some divers down and they planted some explosions. Now, of course, now, of course, this, this has not been um, uh, confirmed yet. Um, but we're as close to confirming it as possible, namely that the government has denied it. Um, and but but of course, and also it's the way they deny it. They don't give any proof against it. They don't uh, make any argument against it. They just say it's laughable. Don't don't ask any more questions. You know, uh, but <laughs> but the funny thing, the thing about this is, is like, uh. We didn't need Seymour Hirsch to write this article. We're glad he did. We didn't need him to do the research. We're glad he did. But it's it's always been clear. There was only ever one logical answer for who attacked the Nord Stream pipeline. If you stopped and you put your head uh you took your head out of the freezer long enough to get it clear, shake shake the screws loose and try and figure out what who possibly had a motive for this. There was only ever one answer. Us. The United States. That, that's the only logical answer. And so, and, 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 and honestly, that was reinforced to such an extent by the way that everyone with one voice, everyone with any kind of security state uh, credentials came out and immediately in chorus, in three-part harmony, started singing... Russia did it that they had so clearly been working on that song and dance for months that they've been, they've been in rehearsals at choir rehearsal, making sure that they all got their parts right. And they all came out and sang their, their solos and did their harmony so beautifully that it was so clearly uh, a coordinated media campaign that if, if the, the basic logical argument didn't convince you that convinced you that that we did it because everyone with the security state clearance came out and said well of course this is the one complete possible answer (laughs) right but then there's one guy i forget who he worked for like a was he a polish ambassador or something like that who uh he knew the truth (laughs) do you remember that tweet where that where that uh I'm pretty sure it was a Polish ambassador. I didn't. I didn't look it up. But there was a. There was an ambassador or a former ambassador who took a picture of the the Nord Stream pipeline explosion and wrote above it, tweeted above it, "Thank you, USA." And right, he knew and said out loud. And it's funny. He said it out loud, but he said it was a good thing. What we were all thinking is that this is the only possible explanation. This is the only real possible explanation for what happened here. Now, of course, there was always the possibility that it was actually some kind of an accident. But the timing, 
was just yeah. too it was just too perfect for it to be anything other than intentional sabotage <sighs> right and once again I remind you dear listener dear viewer these are the adults in the room yeah The adults in the room are going to get us into World War Three. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just so incredible that the continued escalation. These these are people who said. No, the American people cannot elect Ronald Reagan because he'll get us all blown up. The American people cannot elect um, Barry Goldwater because he'll get us all blown up. Because, because Ronald Reagan wanted to build a missile defense that probably was never going to work. Um, and And Barry Goldwater wanted to I can't even remember. What what did Barry Goldwater want to do that was so provocative? I'm not sure. I don't, but I don't know that. these people want to move NATO right to the edge of Russia and give them American tanks, give the Ukrainians American tanks, and blow up Russian pipelines and provoke at every possible turn. <clears throat> So, like, who's the madman after all? Like, and look, yes, of course, Vladimir Putin is also being provocative. Yeah, obviously. Like, let's. Obviously, that, that that goes without saying. But he's fighting for his life, truly. Because if he loses this war, he might not be able to hold his power. And if he can't hold power, he might get murdered. So I at least understand without defending and 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 with a heavy dose of <laughs> you have sown now you reap <laughs> in this in this situation. Um, but um so I, I, but I at least can understand why for him, this is life and death for him being provocative is not, uh, is not in the narrowest sense as irrational 
as it is for Biden and Victoria Newland and the national security establishment. Um, so, so I don't, yeah, I still don't get, <laughs> um, how it is how it is still within US and world and and broader world interests to not not even to maintain the sovereignty of Ukraine i i can understand why that might be the case but to just continue to provoke at every turn like this, that that's what doesn't make sense. To me. I, I, I just, uh, and yeah, doesn't seem like the adults in the room seems, seems like a toddler. <laughs> and I just want to, since I'm doing so good at connecting uh, topics tonight, you, I mean, you've been wanna... the man with the segue. I want to connect. I'm doing even better connecting backwards, but I want to connect this backwards to like, um, if libertarians and Christians cannot clearly see that the left is the greater enemy, then I don't trust your judgment on anything else. It's kind of like, I've been reading the, the book truth, uh, in a culture of doubt, um, because I'm watching back catalog, I'm I'm working through the back catalog of Cave to the Cross episodes, and and they went through that book once upon a time, and like for the longest time, I would say things like when he gets into theology and philosophy, he's he's very very bad, but whenever Bart Ehrman would talk about textual criticism, then at least we knew he had expertise in that, but like hearing some of his arguments. Like it's so bad that it makes me doubt his judgment on anything else. Like it, it really gets like, and there's a point at which I'm like, I mean, you are, you're making such terrible arguments that it makes me doubt all of your arguments, even the ones that I thought were good. And, and there's a point at which like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like if you can't look at the left versus right in the call in, in America today and think that, Clearly one side is more on the side of liberty and clearly one side is more on the side of God of civilization of Christ. Then I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't, I don't trust your judgment on anything else. I, I almost don't even want to hear your, your take on scripture, like uh, on even clear passages, because if you're just missing, like if you're just, and it shows a, I'm sorry, it shows a callousness. This is one of the things in that welcome to the negative world conference. Then in the Q and a at the end, they, they said one of the biggest problems is that these pastors are all sitting in their, their offices being funded by people who are taking the actual risks of standing for Christ in this world. And they're like, what do you mean? We're under attack from the left. I can say whatever I want. I can preach whatever I want. No one ever comes after me. Yeah, because you're living on the salary that is earned by people who have to shut their mouths at work. Right. And it's and it's so callous the way they say it. Like, what do you mean the left is against us? I can say whatever I want over here. 
is so calloused and it's a betrayal of the people that you serve and it's confusing and it just shows a lack of judgment that, that you can't see that the left is clearly worse. And it's the same thing here. Like, again, I don't have to, do I have to qualify 150 freaking ways to say that the right is, is better than the left? No, I'm just going to say very clearly the right is better than the left. And do I have to qualify 150 ways? Well, actually, Putin is this and Putin is that and Putin is terrible and Putin is bad. And I got to say every single time that I criticize Ukraine or every time I criticize the U.S. that Putin is bad. No, I'm not going to do that crap because if you can't look at this and see one side is clearly worse than the other, then I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Right. Like I'm not. I'm not out here defending Putin. I don't care. I'm not actually paid by him. If I was getting paid by him, do you think I would have a day job? Absolutely not. Uh, Putin is not paying me well enough to deal with the crap I have to deal with. I'm just saying. But, but I'm just. If you can't look at this situation and see one side is clearly worse, is Putin making some stupid decisions? Yeah. Should Putin have invaded Ukraine? It was was that really like I'm not I'm not not even a morally correct decision, but may but a rationally correct decision. I don't think it was. I think it was a pretty irrational decision. I think he probably had political pressures, like you're saying. There's some political pressure to hold on to his power that he had to do something. See, that's the problem in politics. There's always you have to do something, even if that something is terrible. Um, I can see again. I I don't think it's irrational in the sense that I can't see a reason why he's doing it. But I, I think he was wrong and, and not just not just wrong morally, but wrong tactically. Like, yeah, but I don't I'm sorry, but I understand more. I invaded this country that is considering moving my enemy's missiles closer to me right. better than I blew up your pipeline and I blamed you for it. Like right. we are seriously, we are we are causing chaos all over this world. And, and the best you could accuse Putin of is he made a bunch of memes. Like that's the accusation that they bring against Putin in the 2016 election. He made a bunch of memes, which were frankly so boomery that it hurt. And, and that's, that's the big thing that he did. That's how he interfered in our election. Meanwhile, we are fomenting literal coups in Ukraine. We are fomenting literal coups. We are in, in, in Hong Kong. We have CIA assets on the ground fomenting uh, coups in Hong Kong and in Iran. And we are um, overthrowing and assassinating dictators in... or. or democratically elected leaders and you know what this is but but we're the good guys and you need to just trust us that putin is evil and i'm sorry like if you don't see how much worse we are than him i don't know what to tell you i i don't trust your judgment on anything else on this matter like i just if it's it does it's so clear i don't have to be defending putin i just need to say the clear facts and it's obvious which one of us is worse who's the real bad guy and 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 you know what's worse you know what's terrible 
the worst of all is that the poor Ukrainian people are all getting caught in the crossfire. Right. As we're all running about looking for monsters to slay, the Ukrainian people are dying and suffering and um and the and the Syrian people are dying and suffering while we're trying to get at Assad and the Iranian people are dying and suffering as we're trying to get at the Iranian leadership. What is it? Raisi now? I think it is. And 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 Yem- the Yemenis are dying and suffering while we're trying to get the the Yemeni leaders it's just over and over again. The people who are suffering are the everyday people. The rulers, Putin is not going to miss a meal. Right. The Russian people are getting hammered by our sanction. That's who's getting hurt. Russians who have not been living in Russia for for decades are being harmed by the widespread Russophobia coming from the American propaganda machine. Like everyday people are being hurt by our wickedness, the wickedness and evil of the adults in the room. Um, but I'm supposed to get real, real worked up about the fact that Putin made memes. Right. I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, but Kamala accused Russia of war crimes with a straight face. Yeah. Uh, Julian Assange would like a word. Uh, uh. Damn. <sighs> if, if we were going to do our fourth story, this would be where I would transition by saying, but I've been told that memes can bring down the government. We wish. But I'm not going to say that now. We hope. <laughs> we're, we're putting all our eggs in that basket. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But before we end preambling, we've got one last story, one last important story. Um, we're, we're putting oh, off oh, Jeff's actually important story for this important story <laughs> because we, we, want to, we want you guys to know that the world isn't all bad. The news isn't all bad. There are heroes in this world. There are people who are standing up for truth and justice in the American way, such as this man. The headline says, criminal caught after cutting off 37 man buns in one day, claims he was doing the Lord's work. And he was. So... Just look at that face. That's the face of a man who would cut off man buns. <laughs> like when you when you like when you tell me this guy was arrested and you ask me what do you think the charges was, I'm like, I don't know, but it probably has something to do with man buns. And <laughs> so there are still heroes. There are still heroes in this world. And so do not lose heart, friends. Uh there <laughs> Oh, I think that's great. <laughs> um, so. Okay, well, <laughs> speaking of the weapons of our warfare being memes, uh, before we just leave this topic entirely, um, go, go, uh, go check the Anarchist Bible Study channel on our secret Discord, which you too, dear listener, can see. Uh, by giving just $1 a month at buymeacoffee.com slash flyover. Um, 
and then you would be able to see the weapons of our warfare before the enemy does even um and here you uh, can get it you can get a taste of it right now on this on this stream right here there it is <laughs> that's right that's right please clap this is a this is the he get this campaign in in a nutshell <laughs> <laughs> yes uh this is how he can still win all right but uh we, i think we can we've, we've done good work by the way we've done back good off work. presbyterians that's obi-wan kenobi <laughs> <laughs> that's right no second no no second commandment was violated in this broadcast uh we, but uh, we've done good work. We've gone after we've 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 made you sad, and then we left you with heroes uh, and with hope. Uh, but uh, now we say, enough preambling. Let's get to the show. To hear the rest of our conversation, tune into Anarchist Bible Study episodes ninety six and ninety six point five. Grace and peace.